Alabama got the hoop seasons kicked off or tipped off, I guess I should say, with a big win. Uh, looked mighty good doing it. And also, we're going to talk a lot about recruiting today. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Ah, good, good. Still a little down over that LSU thing. Yeah. Are we still talking? Why do you want to bring up old stuff? Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you for making us your first listen when it comes to all things Alabama podcast. Secondly, this episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling TV, go check them out. Just Google it, Sling TV. You'll love it. Okay. Jimmy, let's start off with some basketball talk. Last mm-hmm. night, Alabama gets a very nice win over Longwood. I mean, a 21-point victory at home. I thought the crowd was pretty nice. Uh, it wasn't, you know, in, hanging from the rafters, but it was a nice crowd. Um, lots to be happy about. Number one, 67 rebounds. Look, the one thing that stood out to me watching this team, and, and it stood out to me when I watched them scrimmage several weeks ago, were just so long. I mean, even our tall guys have abnormally long arms. Brandon Miller's got six elbows. I mean, he's a he's a transformer. It's it's unbelievable. Um, now, the, the there's some things to work on. Um, I, I don't want to harp on them too terribly much because ball handling still a bit of an issue, but that's to be expected with a very young team, and and we had a lot of youngsters playing. Um, three of 28 from beyond the arc, that's a problem. Now, so the last two games, we've shot less than 10% or right at 10%, uh, being this game and then the, the exhibition game in Foster Auditorium. And, you know, I would love to say three of 28 is going to be the anomaly, but we're, we've only got one game. So, I mean, we're going to have to play a lot of games before we say, boy, that, that was crazy. We went three of 28. Right now, I have to think. We're not going to be a great three-point shooting team again. That being said, 67 rebounds is the most in a regular season game since like 2010. Brandon Miller is awesome. Uh, Noah Clowney, awesome. Uh, I thought Charles Bediaco was in much better control of his body, uh, really carried that extra weight well. Um, took a while for Bradley to get going, but once he did, he looked good. Um Sears was was nice. I think he'll get better. Uh, Gurley only played like seven minutes. I guess he's a little banged up. I tried to dig into that a little bit more and ask a few people. And they said, first of all, we've got a lot of good dudes. So, um, you know, frankly, some of our freshmen may be a little better than Gurley. But secondly, he's a little banged up, so don't read too much into that. But overall, very happy with the performance. And I can't wait to get down there and check them out against Liberty on Friday. The 67 rebounds was is so crazy that after the game, I was talking to some uh, some buddies in the media. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, one of my mates at Bam Insider was writing the post game, and uh, and and I reviewed it. You know, sometimes we review it to make sure there's not errors in it, and review each other's stuff right before it goes out and is published. <laughs> and I immediately texted him, and I'm like, uh, double check this number. This sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's. That that's right, sixty-seven. I'm like, I didn't know you could get sixty-seven rebounds in a game. That that's like, 
a new sports number to me. Like I thought rebounds sort of tapped out in the 40 range. I, I didn't know there was a 67 rebound number. Uh, so that that's amazing. And uh, you already pointed out in your initial statement about the length of this team. It's, it's our best trait. Uh, is is just the length we're, we're we're long that should make us excellent defensively, should be really good defenders. Five guys that that are like plastic man out there. I mean that 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 that's a, a huge advantage. Uh, now the shooting, I'll go ahead and 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 say you're you're right. You can't just have one game and make assumptions about how the whole season will look or. Hey, this is where where we'll be good, and this is where there'll be a problem. That's sort of foolhardy, but on the other hand, I, I don't think this will be a fantastic shooting team. Hopefully, three of twenty-eight is sort of like as bad as it's going to look. But I'll be surprised, Luke, if this proves to be a good shooting team. Um, but you don't have to be great if, if you make up for it in other areas. Like, for instance, if you get 67 rebounds, it really doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, you need to shoot better to beat Goose. And I think that they will shoot better um, as the season progresses. But it's not going to be a strength. Um, I, I think that's partly due to – I mean, look at the length. I mean, that means – hey, with everybody being so long, that means some of these long guys have to be great shooters. And that that's – that's a combination you, you generally only find in the NBA, you know, uh, but uh, Burnett is a better shooter than he showed last night. My understanding is he can be really streaky. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll miss a few for a week and then he'll make everything for a week. Uh, you know, we might see that out of him. The point guards probably aren't scores until Javon Quinterly gets there. I don't think Sears or Bradley will be big scorers. And 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 guys that just clear out and let the point guard shoot. I don't think they're that kind of player. Brandon Miller is a really good shooter for his size and and for for being a guy big enough to play the four or the five spot. He's an excellent shooter, but is he the classic NBA two guard? No, no, no. But he he'll be good. Uh, you know, Miles isn't isn't a, hasn't been a super dependable shooter. Uh, Welch didn't play last night. Rylan Griffin. I think has a chance maybe to be the most dependable shooter uh, on, on the offense. And he's a true freshman. So probably not going to be a great shooting team. They're going to have to make up for it in other areas. And they certainly did last night. Longwood is a good team. Don't be fooled by the name. Don't be fooled by Alabama's easy 21 point win. Longwood's going to uh, be a real contender to win their conference and play in the NCAA tournament again. So, that win might mean a little something come uh, March, which is nice. Yeah, I think it will. And, boy, how did I miss Rylan Griffin? I mean, man, I thought he was awesome. And, it, really, he's going to end up being a crowd favorite. And let me tell you something. I, I retweeted this, the post-game interview with Brandon Miller and Rylan Griffin. And they are just – they're such likable kids. I mean, they and Miller is already answering – questions like he's a seasoned veteran in the NBA. I mean, he's you can tell just by the way he answers questions. He's he's going to be a dude, man, at the next level. He's just a dude. Uh he was so smooth. I thought last night he he yeah, he missed a bunch of threes. He, he missed some other things he's normally going to begin to make. Um I thought Nick Pringle played pretty well. He's he's a sort of a get after it guy. Um 
Yeah, Burnett, you're right. If, if you were expecting him to come out and light the world on fire, you were sorely disappointed. But I'm, I hear the same thing, that he is streaky. Um, and I suspect that he will get a lot better as the year goes on. And you got to remember, I mean, he's coming back from a pretty big injury. So he's got to get his game legs under him. And I think once he does that, he's going to be he's going to be a problem. And let's not forget, while I'm complaining a little bit about shooting three-pointers, while I'm complaining a tiny bit about ball handling, I mean, there was – there was also some passing issues. And when I, so when I say ball handling, I'm not saying necessarily just dribbling. I'm also saying um, pass awareness or awareness of the receiver of your pass. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about that. But uh, when Quinterly comes back, that's going to help a lot. Yeah, that's going to help a lot. Right. Um, it, so because he's a really good ball handler, he's, he's a good passer, and he's a good three-point shooter. So I feel like when Quinley gets out there, he is going to help a lot. That the number of minutes played by the freshman uh, was crazy. I mean, yeah. and, and Oates is already coaching like it's the middle of the SEC season. I mean, he and was one, he was on the one, officials. One super positive thing about the freshman loop: two freshmen in the starting lineup, Miller and Clowney, and they weren't even the leading freshman scorer. That was Rylan Griffin off yeah. the bench. So that's that's impressive stuff. And the fourth freshman, Jaden Bradley. Uh, maybe didn't have the hugest game statistically, but uh, I really like what I saw to him. He is a smooth-looking athlete. Jimmy, I needed now to tell everybody about Simply Safe. I mean, look, they're one of our fantastic sponsors. You know they are. Um, if you've thought about securing your home with home security at all, but if you have been putting it off, you'll want to listen to me right now. Look. Locked On Bama listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That's half off. This is the biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Look, I, I love it because we have it at my house, and it's awesome. Uh, my wife feels so much more safe. She feel we have a six year old daughter. You want to feel like uh, you have no problems in your house, and look, crime's up, and so you you want to. Uh, have a security system that you can trust. And that is Simply Safe. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report. That's the third year in a row they've received that award. Go to simplysafe.com. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively, this is exclusively from Simply Safe, to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police, police response. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com backslash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jimmy is nodding in approval. Um, all right, Jimmy, I want to talk a little bit about an article uh, that was on your website on three from our boy, Andrew Bone. Um, this is really kind of cool. He said, uh, this is the recruiting hot board. Okay. Now I'm not going to go through every single one of these because, well, you know what? Maybe we will go through all of them because we got two segments. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, he does it like a, a, a real hot board. If you're familiar with Alabama websites at all, you know what a hot board is. Um, but it comes to quarterbacks. Alabama has two commitments and Eli Holstein and Dylan Lonergan. Uh, he said the confidence level that they're stick is very high. And he really didn't have anything else to say. He's like, there's no other targets 
that's sort of it. Um, so I don't know that there's a ton to add to that, but then come to running backs. Commitments, of course, are Richard Young and Justice Haynes. By some accounts, the top two running backs in this class, he said the confidence level in both of them sticking is high, not very high, high. And this is what he had to say. Justice Haynes, along with his father, have been pretty adamant in our interviews and conversations. The commitment to Alabama is very firm. Justice had always planned to attend Georgia's game against Tennessee. I'm sure there was plenty of emotion. Georgia is fighting hard to flip him, and the conversations will continue. Alabama remains in the driver's seat to keep him. Um, I think that's all very true, what he's saying. And uh, I know that there's some wringing of hands right now. Basically, look, Alabama fans right now are kind of shell-shocked, so they're expecting even more bad news to come down the pike. I feel like we keep both these kids in the class. Haynes and Young, yeah, I, I worry a little bit. You know, it's funny, you know, that's a Haynes and Young thing because they play running back. The, the real pairing with Haynes is actually his best buddy, Caleb Downs, the safety that, that's committed to us. I think the real concern is really Haynes and Downs as opposed to Haynes and Young. Um, Haynes, you know, obviously they grew up in, a, in an area that is infested with Georgia fans, uh, and, and they get a lot of pressure and push, you know, to, to, to go to Georgia, and they were at the game this weekend. Uh I believe they'll stick. I'm very hopeful they'll stick. Uh, is it is it 100 certain they will? No, as we know, commitments are non-binding. Uh, Georgia's having a good year. There's a lot to like about that program right now. Uh, they could also see Alabama as a place that they could make a little more splashier entrance uh, because, uh, as we as we know from this season, Alabama is in could use a talent infusion at several spots. So I, I'm worried uh, about. Those two, Haynes and Caleb Downs, um, I'm worried, uh, but I, I worry more than most. Uh, and I happen to know that uh, the way football works, the way the coaching staff works with recruiting, they're worried too because they worry about all of it. They, they worry about Eli Holstein. I mean, that, that, that's their job to worry about it. They recruit these kids uh, up until the day they sign. Uh, so they don't just sit back and go, ah, we got him. That one's over. That, that's not, that is not how that works. So uh, – I think there's I think Alabama fans should have concern about Haynes and Caleb Downs. It's legitimate concern. But uh, honestly, uh, I, I, I believe that they're both sticking with Alabama as of today. I really believe that. Mute. Uh, yeah, I am muted. Sorry, everybody. Jeez, I keep trying. I'm so bad at this. Um, anyway, right. so um, I'm going to group receivers and tight ends in the same bunch here. And so because he, the confidence level that they stick, according to Andrew Moan, is very high for all of them. Malik Benson, Jalen Hill, Cole Adams at receiver, and Ty Lockwood at tight end. Now, he also mentions uh, Jaron Hamilton from Florida potentially right. as another tight, uh, wide receiver target. That's the only one he mentions. And then as a tight end target, he only mentions uh, Lawson Lucky. He does mention Deuce Robinson, I should say. But I think we all know Deuce Robinson will not be going to the University of Alabama. Right. Yeah, I think that wide receiver and tight end group set uh, with potentially the addition of Jaron Hamilton from Gainesville, Florida. I'm very excited about the wide receiver group, uh, primarily because of Malik Benson. Uh you know, Alabama needs, I mean, it, it's the number one issue on the team, in my opinion, of, of all the units on the team that have uh, underperformed uh, or not performed to, to, to what we believe they, they would. The wide receiver group headlines that. Uh, I, I think you need 
someone coming in that not only is going to play, but ideally you need somebody coming in that can be wide receiver number one. I mean, the go-to, hey, we need a splashy Devontae, Ruggs, Judy, Ridley, Julio, Cooper. We need we need a dude like that again. That could be Juco Malik Benson, uh, who, who just has every tool. Love the highlight tape. Hey, to be honest, I've talked about this before on the show, Luke. Uh, when I heard we were involved with the junior college wide receiver at, at the time this summer, you know, I hadn't seen this group play, by the way, yet. <laughs> but at the time this summer, I was like, why are we, why are we going to take a JUCO wide receiver in the age of the portal? It doesn't even make any sense. And, 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 and you know, I, I don't like this. And then I watched the tape and I'm like, we've got to sign this kid, this kid, we've got to sign him. My, my buddy, Joseph Hastings, a Bama insider, he said today he believes Malik Benson might be the second best receiver prospect in this class behind Zachariah Branch, who's a freak. Uh, he thinks Benson might be second best uh, in the, you know, if you count junior college guys and high school guys together. So really excited about Malik Benson, who would have a legitimate chance to be the best wide receiver on the football team next season. Uh, then he goes to offensive line, uh, Raymond uh, Polito, Quiz McKeldry. Olius Allenin, Allenin, God, I, boy, can we sign some John Smiths, please? Uh, Wilkin Formby and Miles McVeigh. Uh, he did the last two really good. You nailed those last two. <laughs> the, the confidence very high. They all stick. And then there's Samson Okunolo <laughs> and Caden Proctor, two five stars that uh, Alabama is in on and, and has been on, but one of them will, is committed to Miami, one of them is committed to Iowa, and I doubt either one of them flips. So, I mean, I guess that's all positive. And I guess in this next segment what we'll do is go over the defense, but go ahead and make your comments on the offensive line. Uh, I, I like the group as a whole. One thing you can tell – you know, this is a big group. And by big, I don't mean the numbers. I mean, the number's five. I mean, I, I suppose that's about as many offensive linemen as you'd want to sign in one group. But what I mean by big is these are all huge guys. I mean – the this is a really supersized offensive line uh, guys. Every one of them are big. And uh, Alabama needs to get more physical up front. We need to be better up front on offense. And, and maybe signing these big guys will do it. My only uh, word of caution is, I, I personally, this could, you know, all five of these guys could prove me wrong, uh, and I hope they do. But I don't see any of the five as, like, they'll show up and, and take a starting spot. I mean, I, I don't see any of them as instant true freshman starters. Thankfully, we're probably not in need of that as so many of the offensive line starters from this group will return. Uh, but I don't see the Formbees or Alanines or, 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 or Polito, uh, McVeigh, or uh, or uh, Raquez from uh, Aniston. Uh, I, I don't think any of the five will be immediate starters, though a couple of them could play as freshmen. I'm pretty high on all of them in the long term offensive lineman is a developmental position with those guys that can take a while uh, to, to, to get their bodies where, where they need to be to play SEC football. Uh, I, I like all of them in the long term. Not sure any of them are 2023 starters. Jimmy, I need to take this opportunity now to tell you about Built Bar. This is one of my favorite sponsors we have here. Uh, I absolutely love Built Bars. They are fantastic. Can we pause this pod just for a second? Okay, so you can do pause because I got to talk. I need one. Great. I'm glad we paused it. You got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper. 
coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola is built to take on granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasting. And candy cane brownie, my goodness, that's a puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. I'm telling you, they're awesome. Get 15% off your order right now using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. Built, you just got to try these things. You're going to love the built bars. You're going to love the built puffs, all of it. I'm not kidding. There will be a time, there will not be a time that you uh, feel like, hey, I, I shouldn't order these. You'll never feel that way. You'll always feel like I should have ordered more of these. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15. That's all one word, LOCKEDON15 at built.com. LOCKEDON15 at built.com. Trust me on this one. You're going to love them. Go check them out built.com. All right. On to the defense, as they say. I don't know if it's a saying or not. doesn't matter. Uh, so defensive line commitments right now, Jordan Renaud, Hunter Osborne, and Edric Hill. He believes that all of these guys will stick to their commitment, which is a very good thing. Then there's James Smith, that one of the remaining targets, along with David Hobbs and Jordan Hall. The he didn't even list a confidence on James Smith, which is a little weird. Uh, mm -hmm. But he said the comp. Oh, I'm sorry, he does. He said confidence level pick Bama is high. I, that was sort of grouped in with something. On um, the confidence on the other two, though, was sort of low to medium. Um, right. I think in the end, we probably end up with James Smith and and those other guys that already committed, and that's it. He also brought up Peter Woods, Kelby Collins, and David Hicks, but the confidence level on all those is, is pretty low. Yeah, uh, James Smith, I think, uh, you know, in terms of there, there's some critical dudes on the board. There's some critical uncommitted kids that Alabama really needs in this class. Um, you know, we've talked about the Carver-Montgomery duo forever in this group. Uh, we're going to be talking about them all the way up to signing day because I believe, uh, I'm, guess, I'm guessing, but I believe they will be signing day decisions. Uh, Quay Rousseau and, and James Smith, and uh, gosh, Alabama needs both of those kids. Something fierce. Uh Hey, if you end up with Smith, Renaud, Edric Hill, and Hunter Osborne, really good defensive line, really good. Maybe not the grand slam home run that it might could have been, but almost no one is going to sign a better group. That, that might be the best defensive line group in the country. If not, it would be on a very short list. Then he talks about linebackers, of course. Um, you know, linebacker – Recruiting has always been pretty big for Alabama. And we've got commitments from Yonzi Pierre and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, of course, from JUCO. I mean, I really like it. The two, maybe my two favorite commits are both JUCO guys this year. That's kind of weird. Right. Confidence that they stick is very high. The remaining targets are Keon Keeley. We've talked about him a gazillion times on this very podcast. Quay Russell, uh, Arian Carter. And those three have either very high or high confidence in terms of committing to Alabama eventually. Then there's uh, Sunterine Perkins, who's committed to Ole Miss. I mean, Alabama's been playing footsie with him for a while now. In, I'm, in the end, I just don't feel like he comes to Alabama. I think he sticks with Ole Miss, unless Lane Kiffin leaves Ole Miss. Um, what do you think, Jimmy? Um, I think this, is, this group is also – it's sort of like James Smith. It's like – I like Alabama's chances a lot with Rousseau, with Arian Carter, especially. I mean, I think Aaron Carter that you, you can you can uh, you can feel good about that one for sure. Uh, you know, Keon Keeley, I'm nervous just because he's so good. I mean, Keon Keeley is 
draws comparisons to Will Anderson. I mean, that's that's how good Keon is. Uh, they're so good, you have to be nervous because, wow, these are true difference makers. Uh, but I do like Alabama's odds with uh, Keeley, with Arian Carter, with uh, Quay Rousseau, and uh, the guys that are already committed are going to stick. Justin Jefferson's latest film from junior college is unbelievable. What an athlete. Uh, and Aaron Carter is uh, definitely one of my favorites in the whole class. Went from a, a running back prospect <laughs> that was committed to Memphis to one of the hottest linebacker prospects in the whole country. Uh, Aaron Carter, uh, I, I like our chances a lot there. Uh, Suntory Perkins, you'd be crazy at this point to depend on him flipping to Alabama. So I don't depend on it. Could it happen? It could definitely happen. He's very similar athletically to Arian Carter, by the way. I mean, I'm not saying that Alabama took Arian Carter because, hey, you might not get Perkins. I think you take Carter, you take Carter, period. I mean, that guy's so freaking good, it's nuts. So you take Carter, period. I'm just saying for those maybe disappointed if Perkins sticks with Ole Miss, I mean, Carter is the same position. He's the same kind of kid. Probably even more athletic, bigger, stronger, definitely a pure linebacker. So, uh, you know, we'd, we'd survive if Perkins uh, stays uh, committed to Ole Miss uh, if you land Carter. And, again, already talked about Rousseau with James Smith. Uh, then, of course, there's defensive backs. And this is probably the best group that we have on the commitment list. Right now, I would say Caleb Downs, Jaleel Hurley, Tony Mitchell, and Bray Hubbard. Hubbard is very underrated to me. The confidence level they stick is high. Not very high, but high. Um, of course, Downs, it, you've talked about him earlier in this podcast that, uh, you know, Andrew Bone actually says, I expect him to stick with his decision, but it's a war. Um, now, the remaining targets are Desmond Ricks, who just reclassified that we all know about. He's no relation to Eli Ricks, by the way, for the hundredth time. Um Oh, I've been I've been I've been ripped on Twitter for not knowing that they're brothers. A couple <laughs> of people are like like you're a recruiting expert and you don't know that they're brothers. I'm like, uh, first of all, I, I mean, I, I just know that they're not. <laughs> I mean, um, for one, one's from Virginia and the other one's from California. For one thing, for yeah. just that, I mean, which doesn't hundred percent mean anything, but yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they both went to IMG and their last name's Ricks and they play the same position. I get the assumption. I get it. But if they were brothers, literally in every article written about Desmond Ricks, it would talk about whether playing at his brother's school or with his brother is a thing. And that's never mentioned in any article. That is so true. Um, okay, so Desmond Ricks, that's brought up. His confidence is low to medium. Then there's Damari Brown. Um He's, he's got us in his final four along with Florida State, Miami, and Clemson. Uh, it's sort of a medium confidence level. Tyler Scott, same thing. He sort of shot up recruiting boards. Also uh, medium. And Malik Muhammad, who's committed to Texas. Uh, he may not end up going to Texas. I don't think he's going to end up going to Alabama. I think I bet he ends up sticking with Texas after all said and done. But um, those are the guys that uh, he, he talks about in this particular uh, the article, the, and I thought it was a great summation. It really is. And the DB group is, is awesome. It's the best group. I would just say to, to people, I am so sky high on Downs, Mitchell, Hurley, and Bray Hubbard, all four. I'm so sky high. I'm not going to be all in the, in the doldrums if, if we can't add to that group. That group. Those four could all play early. They could all be good early. Uh, 
having four impactful guys is is better than than signing eight uh, or seven. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I like all four of these guys so much. I'm not I'm not losing sleep over possibly not adding another name. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you guys a ton. Thanks for all the views lately, man. I'll tell you something again. Losses, we hate them, but they're good for views, I guess. So whatever. I guess I got to look for the silver lining, don't I? Anywho, um, thanks again, everybody. Appreciate all you guys, and roll tide till tomorrow. Roll tide.